Welcome to the podcast, Happy and Single. I'm your host, Joseph Anderson. You can find me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy. And today is episode 159. And it's entitled, What Good Works Will You Create to Give the Savior for Christmas? I get it. When, when we were little kids, Christmas somewhat was about us. I mean, now Christmas is mostly about my nieces and nephews. You know, and it's interesting because we find we try so hard to feel that Christmas feeling. But the only way to feel it is by giving it away. I think so often we spend so much more time focused on all of the areas and the the aspects of our life that aren't working the way we want them to. You know, I think especially as single people, we come into Christmas time and it's like, oh, goodness, another Christmas season without being with the girl of my dreams. Poor me, poor me, poor me. And we watch all the stupid movies that all have their romantic interest in the movie. And I mean, we're focused on the wrong thing. And, and I think part of it is just like, you know, when is it going to be our turn? And nobody ever knows. I mean, usually there's a point in most movies where the characters just kind of get to work. I mean, I'll use the example of Groundhog Day. Bill Murray, like somebody did the numbers and they said that that was probably like 10,000 days or something like that. It was a very long time that he was stuck in this Groundhog Day. And it wasn't until he started to... Actually, it's kind of interesting looking at that now. Like what, what I'm seeing in this moment is he did something that he wanted to do. He went and took piano. Now, there is a moment in the movie, I'm not going to take the time and go back and watch it, but there is a moment in the movie where the, the romantic interest that he's interested in says, oh, I want a guy that plays the piano. I want this, I want this, I want this. And so it, like, he could have done it for reasons to get the girl. You know, he learns French, he learns all kinds of things in that movie. But he does start to do some stuff to better himself. And he also looks to help others. And, and I, I don't know about you guys, but I think sometimes that can be one of the hardest things is to balance that. It's like, okay, I get it. Like Christmas is about other people. It's, you know, it's about, I mean, Christmas is about the Savior. And it's about serving the way that he would serve. And when we do that service, we do find joy. But going back to the example of the Groundhog Day, so he looks to find other people to serve, he betters himself, 
I'm trying to think what else he does. He does go through a really hard time. Like he, you know, in the movie, he, he essentially takes his life or tries to take his life countless times because he just doesn't want to, he just doesn't want to do that day anymore. You know, and I think sometimes, especially during the holidays, some people can feel that way. Like they feel like they just don't want to be around anymore. And if you do happen to feel that way, reach out to a friend, reach out to a family member, you know, reach out to somebody. And, you know, I, I know it's going to sound, it's going to sound cliche and funny, but go listen to the song, Hold On by Wilson Phillips. You just have to hold on for one more day. That's it. I mean, th- things are going to be challenging at times. And just because it's the Christmas season does not mean that you can't work on yourself and you can't work on your goals. I find it really interesting that I think most people kind of take December off in their minds. What if we didn't? You know, there's nothing wrong with enjoying the spirit of Christmas and, you know, especially traveling to places during Christmas. But can I tell you guys something? And it's been quite a while, but there was a program I developed quite a while back. And I had a goal for two weeks that I was so excited about. I was so excited about creating this program. It was called RM University. And it was a video program for 90 days to help people, to help specifically, you know, missionaries of my faith when they got back from their missions to get back and to get back into the world. Since sometimes that transition can be hard. And you know what? I put so much of my time and energy and resources into that. That that was so exciting. I believe I finished it right around Christmas Eve and I was thrilled. I didn't care about all the movies that I didn't watch for the 7,000th time because I have to watch them at Christmas. I don't think you have to do any particular season of your life any particular way. We just have to show up. It's like today, I, I showed up and had not terribly any idea what, what I was going to say. And I looked at, you know, past topics that I've thought about talking about. And I thought about, you know, other things that I've kind of heard over the week. And this is what just came. Christmas isn't about you feeling sorry for yourself. Christmas is about treating life as a gift. Yes, I understand there's tons of things happening around us. And everything gets really noisy at Christmas. I have to tell you, one of my favorite Christmas songs, actually there's two. One is Silent Night, and one is O Holy Night. And very often, sometimes during Christmas season, 
I'll, I'll actually sing Oh Holy Night, the Josh Groban version. And, I, and, and that's become a tradition that I love. You know, it's interesting, like looking back, we have a tradition and, you know, and the tradition's a little bit different now that, you know, I'm, I'm growing up and my family and extended family's grown up, but we have a tradition that every Christmas night, Christmas Eve, every one of us would perform our talents. What a cool gift to give to the Savior for Christmas. It's through using our talents that we show Him how grateful we are. And you don't have to beat yourself up when you do get trapped into anything. It happens to me plenty of times. Like, I mean, it's like today, there was a bunch of stuff going on and well, not, not necessarily going on. I'd, I'd been, you know, just kind of wasting time doing different things. And I did, and I did get something done that I really wanted to get done. But I was just kind of feeling a bit heavy, a bit off. And you know what I did? I just took a nap for like, I don't know, 10 or so minutes. And I set an alarm. And even when the alarm went off, I, I did not want to wake back up. <laughs> But it's like, it was like 5.30, so you kind of have to wake back up because that's way too early to go to sleep. We just need a little bit of a few moments of peace. I believe that Heavenly Father wants us to enjoy our lives. And I believe the Savior, Jesus Christ, wants us to enjoy our lives. I mean, this, this is really one of those things I have struggled with so much. It's just that balance of enjoyment versus doing quality things that are gonna make a difference that I also enjoy. I mean, if you could, like, when you guys are hearing this, this will be released on December 3rd. And I'm recording it on December 2nd. What is the talent and gift that you want to give for Christmas to the Savior? I get it, guys. Plenty of times at Christmas, we just say, man, I, I didn't do as well this year as I could have. Almost like the year's already over. The year's not over. It's not over till I sing a holy night. I'm just kidding. Like, and even, a, even after that, it's still not over. Like, what are the talents and gifts? that you want to give. And, and I really would. I would invite you to pick something. 
I mean, between Christmas Eve and the day this comes out, there's three weeks. Pick a talent that you'd love to create, that you'd love to craft. Yeah, one of my favorite titles for the Savior is the High Priest of Good Things to Come. But the good things come in the right timing. You know, I was meeting with somebody one time and, and realized that and maybe it's a blessing that I wasn't married when I wanted to be. Maybe there's things that I still have yet to learn. And maybe there's things that you have yet to learn. But this idea of what gift, what talent, will you give? What talent will you craft? What talent will you create? What will you do? You know, happiness is found. Actually, I think we drop, we drop into happiness when we're creating. It's like when I'm actually working on my book. And not worrying about all the stuff that I haven't done or all the stuff that I still have yet to do, but I'm just writing, I do really well. When I'm just focusing on the moment, on whatever it is that I'm creating in that moment, I do very well. And when I start to spin out, when I start to worry about everything I haven't done yet, and how far behind I am. It's interesting when I talk to people. Everybody has a dream. And most people don't spend any time working on it. I can't work on it tonight. Ah, I got I got all the I got the kids today. I can't work on it. I got to go to this activity. I can't work on it. What if you set a goal for the next three weeks? One that you could really manage, that you could really hit. And you just went for it with everything you had. I'm telling you guys, there is no cooler feeling than that day that I was able to finish what I said I was going to do right before Christmas, that big program that I created. And I worked so many hours on it. Let me ask you guys something like if you've ever given something to a niece or nephew or, you know, if you happen to be a single parent that has your own children, if you've ever given them a gift and they use it and they love it and they're, and they're using it all the time, 
Doesn't it make you happy? I know it does for me. Well, Heavenly Father has given you so many gifts and abilities. Are you using them? What I find plenty of times is getting so lost in my head. It's like you hear so many new things every day. And sometimes it's hard to know which is best. It's like for me, I read this book. It's called Punished by Rewards. And it's the entire book is about how rewards not only don't not only hurt people, like don't help, but hurt people. And so when I read this, I went back and forth and back and forth on, okay, does that mean not to reward myself anymore? And then as I was going through some papers, I found one that was an entire reward system I built. I don't know about you guys, but, and I was even reading in, I was reading in a speech that C.S. Lewis gave, and it's called The Weight of Glory. And you guys can find this online and read it yourselves. But there's two things that, I, I, that come out here. One, it would seem that our Lord finds our desires not too strong, but too weak. We are half-hearted creatures. Fooling about with drink and sex and ambition when an infinite joy is offered us. Like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at sea. We are far too easily pleased. I, I do. I, I believe we're pleased. I believe we're pacified. You know, it's like if I get, if I get into a, 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 what's the word? Almost like trapped just playing video games. I can keep going and I can keep going versus just stopping and doing something I love. There's something else here, though, that he says. An enjoyment of Greek poetry is certainly a proper and not a mercenary reward for learning Greek, but only those who have reached the stage of enjoying Greek poetry can tell from their own experience that this is so. So he goes on and says, the schoolboy beginning Greek, Greek grammar cannot look forward to his adult enjoyment of Sophocles as a lover looks forward to marriage or a general to victory. And here's the part I saw that I thought was interesting. He has to begin by working for marks. So that's an English word for grades. Or to escape punishment or to please his parents or at best in the hope of a future good which he cannot at present imagine or desire. His position, therefore, bears a certain resemblance to that of the mercenary. The reward he is going to get will, in actual fact, be a natural or proper reward. But he will not know that till he has got it. Of course, he gets it gradually. Enjoyment creeps in upon the mere drudgery, and nobody could point to a day or an hour when the one ceased and the other began. 
But it is just in so far as he approaches the reward that he becomes able to desire it for its own sake. Indeed, the power of so desiring it is itself a preliminary reward. I, I, I know that was a bit lengthy, but it, or in other words, you got to figure out a way to get yourself started. And whether that's a reward, I mean, you can sit down and design an entire reward system if that's helpful for you. Or you can just make a commitment. Now, having been somebody that hasn't really hit a lot of my loftier goals for a long time, that can feel scary. Because we think we're setting ourselves up for failure again. You know, one thing I remember doing that I haven't done for quite some time is when you start to work on a task, you know, let's say you're sitting down and writing a book and you're you know, just trying to write, write the first parts. It's like, just start. And the other thought that I had, like I said, that I haven't done for a while, pause for a moment and imagine it was done. Even just take tw- Take a few seconds and imagine, oh my goodness, my, my book is done. I'm a number one best-selling author, and it's transforming the entire world. That's pretty cool. Why don't we? Because we have so much noise in our head that that's, that's why we run to other things. That's why we run to gaming. That's why we run to videos. That's why we run to all those things. Notice plenty of times we're not doing those things because we love them. We're doing those things to escape. And you're never going to escape your way to a fulfilling life. What if December was a jumping off point for you? What if for the next three weeks... You worked and you gave everything that you had towards a goal that inspired you. I think that'd be a pretty amazing gift for Christmas. Because something happens. And that something that happens is momentum. And momentum is so powerful. It's like you start to... You know, you pick up one client, and then you pick up another client, and, and then you start to get excited and you keep going. But what most people do, including myself, is you pick up one new client and you're like, oh, this is awesome. I'm good. <laughs> I would invite you to give yourself the gift of accomplishment, the gift of crafting a talent. The gift of doing something that you love. You know, in in the Book of Mormon, it talks plenty about good works. And what struck my mind in this moment, the word good 
at least one definition that I really like in the 1828 dictionary is anything conducive to your happiness. So doing the works that bring you happiness. Does sitting and playing video games bring me happiness? No. It's like I found uh, there was there was this secret team on, on FIFA that I found recently was uh and I was so happy to get to play a couple games with them and then after that it was like nothing. Nothing, nothing. And I notice if I start playing like I have to win, it's time to stop. Because I'm just getting more frustrated and more upset. And there's something about sticking with a task until it's done. You know, I had this task I had to get done. I, it, it, and most of you guys probably don't listen on YouTube. But there are quite a few people that have asked me to have the podcast on YouTube because that might be the only place they're able to get it. Well, what happens is because I come in, I record these things, I I pop them online really fast. And uh, but putting it on a YouTube was it was being it was becoming such a pain. And I just stopped, you know, and so I was like and then I had a guest on I had a guest uh interview and I couldn't put her video up until every other video was up and so I had like 50 of these videos to get uploaded and then as I'm doing it and as I'm getting st- as things are actually moving forward do you know what happened somehow my program on my on my computer just randomly created all these backup files in these random files that just took an insane amount of space and wouldn't let me get my stuff done. And so I was just getting so frustrated. I was getting like really frustrated. And it was so funny because, I mean, the only way I can describe it is Heavenly Father showed me where those files were. It was almost like, well, maybe they could be here. And I open up the C drive and I open up the public the public files and I open up documents and all of a sudden I find these files that these other files that have been populated in there that are like massive files. I mean we're talking like a hundred gigs of files that it just randomly created. Well, I didn't know where those things were. I mean, it's funny when I first started this podcast today. I I did this picture and for a while I was doing what's called the It's Possible Challenge and that that will be coming back. But there I was looking at it and I'd finished the drawing up it was like three AM or no, maybe it was like eleven PM and I didn't have the walls done. And the walls are done in perspective. If you guys want to see this picture, you can get on my Instagram, the It's Possible guy, and there's a really, really awesome picture of the Joker or Homer Simpson as the Joker. And like, these are really, really, really good. Like many people don't realize like, yes, I, I promise I actually drew these. Um, and, and I, it was like, it was the last hour. And all of a sudden I randomly found this tool in the program I use to design these. I, I draw them on paper, but then I design them in illustrator this tool that ran that it puts stuff into 3d perspectives and i was able to finish my project it is amazing how 
awesome that feels. Everything that you guys want to do is possible. And you don't have to wait till next year to do it. I mean, I, I can come in here, I can think I know what I'm going to say, and then it's like, all right, maybe we've got to change the title now. <laughs> when we just show up, Heavenly Father shows up even more. What happens plenty of times is that we get so caught up in all of our thinking in our head, all that crazy leprechaun thinking, and we don't take steps forward because we're not sure if they're the right steps. Well, there's only one way to find out. And, and you don't have to beat yourself up for the past life that you've lived, even if you've had a bad year, even if you've had a bad life. The Lord will take care of you, especially when you're doing what He wants you to do. And sometimes it can seem so stupid. It can, and I don't mean saying that what God's asking us to do is stupid. I mean, more in a sense, it doesn't make sense to us. And we have to have the faith and we have to press forward. And we have to just understand that things are going to work out. They really are. And you just got to trust. You just got to understand that. What's the gift that you're going to give the Savior on Christmas? Three weeks from today that you're listening to this, what is the gift and done talent and good works that you're going to show up and give? And for you, that might be something totally different. Whatever you felt inspired to do as as I've talked with you guys today, go and do it. That doesn't, don't say, well, Joseph said this, so I have to go do it this way. No. My point in doing these is to open you guys up. Happiness is, is found in a fulfilling life. A fulfilling life does not come from sitting around doing nothing. Like sometimes we're so worried about like, we're so worried about burning ourselves out. We don't, most of us aren't even close to burning ourselves out. I believe, actually, there are so many greater things that await you in your life. It's like we get so excited when we get one little gift, one little present. That is a farthing. A penny compared to what the Lord has to offer you. If you'll just trust Him and move forward in your life, in the directions that you feel He is guiding you. Yeah, the noise gets really loud. It does. And that's okay. So what good works, what good things 
are you going to give the Savior for Christmas? Whatever you felt inspired to do, go do it. Now, if you've made it to this point in the podcast, I'd like to invite you to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. I don't know how you got here, but that way, if you ever want to get back here again, it's right there for you in your subscriptions. And if you haven't already joined us, one of the really cool things that I do that's free for anyone that would like to participate is each Monday morning at 10 a.m. Arizona time, I host a group coaching call for Happy and Single. Anyone is welcome to come on. And you can even receive a little bit of one-on-one coaching time with me, depending on how many people are in the call. Now, every now and then that schedule changes. So you can go to the website happynsingle.com to be able to look at the schedule and also to be able to find the link to the Zoom room. Now, at the same time, if you would prefer a more one-on-one type of coaching experience where you can sit down and share your hopes and dreams and, and just kind of the stuff going on in your world. Then there's another option available for you as well. Now, the bulk of my business is actually doing one-on-one coaching. If that's something you're interested in exploring, I've got a few spots open in my coaching practice. You can just message me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy, and we can sit down and have a chat. And it doesn't matter where you're at in the world. I've worked with people across the world. I do everything over Zoom, so it actually makes it pretty easy. Thank you guys so much again for listening. And go out and live your adventure. Thank you.